bored housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. Sh that ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like yeah look at that dude he's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just you're ate. going to Thailand you're going to smash some dude going over there for guy time but it's not with his buddies what does it say on the bottle well if it says that on the bottle why did you put it on your head all these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f Really too much. That's what we're I'm going telling for Bill here. Mar, really, John? Really? really? We can't do this anymore, Auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f yourself. JayHairPositiveSarcasm.com Recorded here from the sandbox Like, subscribe, share PositiveSarcasm.com Slash donate Any amount is appreciated Like, wait for a whole Whoa, whoa, whoa Where did this come from? Where did that come from? Check that shit out You can hit me up on social media Positive Sarcasm on uh, YouTube Positive Sarcasm on Facebook Positive Sarcasm on Instagram TikTok Positive Sarcasm Fresh Pine Just delivered this morning, uh, courtesy of Stephanie Wall, uh, a new addition to the Spare Parts studio. Well, the one that's hopefully to come. For now, we play in the sandbox. Yes, we play in the sandbox with a really, really nice piece of pine. Um, if you want to get anything custom made, whether you got like a new home or you're a realtor and you want to spruce some shit up or you need some Christmas decoration, I don't know. If you want some weird, like, porcelain-looking babies, anything. I mean, this thing was... I literally just sent a picture and said, I want this. I, I found one at a store, and I said, I want that. Make me that. Here's the picture of what the concept is. Here's what I saw in the store. Put the two together and make the thing come to life. And here it is. Here it is. Traced and placed it's i mean it's perfect it's absolutely perfect why am i looking this way the tv's over here the camera's here and the thing is meh 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 go ahead and check it out i'll also drop a small commercial uh up on my instagrams uh soon to uh you know commemorate the debuting of this uh <clears throat> 13 it's well it's, it's representative of the original 13 colonies i hope there's 13 stars i'll kill that bitch if she did not put 13 stars on there um one let's see hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen is it like did i count it right thirteen whatever close enough fuck connecticut um but yeah so i'm i love it i cannot tell you how much i love it i cannot tell you how happy i am that this thing is now uh, a, a part of this uh little thing that i have of mine where i get to shoot my mouth off in a in uh for at least an hour each week but you know like i said i'm not gonna sit here and drool over it well at least for the next hour i'll continue to drool over it later um, but go ahead. If you have questions about how it was made, I mean, it was made out of pine, then it was placed together, and then zippity zoo da day, and then I put some string on it, and then next thing you know, poof, it's up. 
to me, it's it's excellent. It, it's absolutely excellent. It looks it look. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it from every angle. Here, here, and here. Meh, me, me, me. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know it's a little bit out of frame right now. Well, it's a little bit out of focus. A little bit out of focus. But for me, it's it's awesome. So, um, yeah. If you have questions or you wanna, you know, inquiries on maybe something you want made, just go ahead and hit me up, and then I'll go ahead and hit her up. And well, she's got an Instagram, but like I said, hit me up first, and then we'll go from there. But in the meantime, uh, we are recording here from the sandbox. I tried recording twice this week, and I had some technical difficulties. Um, but we back at it. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Mm. Had a little sore throat this week, but we rolling with it. A little bit of recola. Um, so auto-tuning some hot soup, some ha-ha soup to burn them out. Burn them out. And uh, that was it. And I feel pretty good already, although I was uh, chatting my... Uh, uh, chatting my invites over when she dropped her and her daughter were here and I was trying to figure out stuff to say to make myself sound even remotely interesting and uh, next thing I know I had a giant sore throat. I was a bunch of things. Well, I went to the doggy park today. Yeah, I went to the dog park. Ah! And um, uh, there was this girl there. Um, this woman dropped her Discover card debit card and driver's license into the little hole that where the brake where the 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 emergency brake goes into the center console on her Jeep Wrangler and i spent 45 minutes and i got the scars to prove it the rashes on my hands to prove it trying to dig them out because i'm a nice guy granted she was cute um but Let's face it, I can't afford, I can barely afford myself and Chase, let alone uh, another distraction. But hey, you know me, I'm always getting into trouble. Uh-oh. Well, no, whatever, I'm just fucking around here. So, I literally was, I had to dig these, these apparently these new these new cars are they're really well made. So, I'll tell you. I was literally just sitting there trying to get under the center console where the e-brake is. I'm just sitting there digging my hands in, and I'm like, all right. Well, I took, like, a little piece of – I had Chase's treats with me. And who's a good boy? Hey, you still alive over there? Yeah, he's good. Um, He's so cute. So I took one of his little, like – it was like a little treat, like a long straw treat, like a, like a cow – like a cow, but like those uh, those cow tails, and I stuck it into the e-brake section, and then I like flicked the credit cards into a way where if I just dug my hand in there and bent it to the threshold of pure pain, I would be able to get a, one of the cards one at a time. So it literally took 15 minutes per card to get the card, all three cards out, two in one direction and one in the other. So. Um, I was, ha I'm, I'm actually quite happy though, because I, I feel like I accomplished something today. So now I can go to bed happy, even though I went, I was up at 6am and I made my own coffee with uh, coffee that I roasted myself. And then, um, of course I made myself soup and breakfast and took the dog for a walk. And, you know, then I took it to the doggy park and was able to put this thing up and kind of afford it too. Cause you know, shit's not cheap, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like just getting some chicks you know 
debit discover card. Discover cards. Welcome to an exclusive club called Everyone. And uh, her driver's license that um, we, you know, we, I, I feel like I've done a good deed today. I still have some compassion in my bones. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was my thing. But that's all over and done with. I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back. Uh, but I will go ahead and tell you some stories. A uh, couple things. Well, ooh, what's wrong with the... Hold on, let me grab a... Let me grab a picture of something really quick before I tell the second story. The first story is pretty straightforward. Um, so there was, as you guys know, I, I live here down in Hampton Beach. Beautiful. Recording here from New Hampshire's beautiful seacoast. Like, subscribe, share, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Figured I'd just throw that in there. How loud is this? Maybe I should turn this down a bit. Um, let me just see here. Can I turn it down a bit? Whatever, good enough. Okay. Anyways, so every morning uh, and at evening, but every morning Chase and I go for a, a nice walk as the sun rises. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to be able to experience every single day, and uh, it's even greater for him. You know, a new environment, being able to pee on everything, knowing that it'll be absorbed by the sand within a matter of minutes. Um, and then basically it's like a giant sandbox. So when the dog takes a shit on the beach, you basically just grab some of the sand, you pick it up and then you throw it in the trash. Like it never existed. It's not one of those things where you're trying to pick up each kernel. And then it's like, Oh, what if he has like a droop? If he has like a droopy one morning, it's like, how the hell are you going to pick this up? Um, but no sandbox, baby sandbox. So we go, we walk every morning and there was a dead seal. Sadly, there was a marked dead seal on uh, New Hampshire's beautiful seacoast. And it was sad to see. Sad to seal. <laughs> and um, they eventually did remove it. But, you know, just think about it. Like, we went for... It was a nice long walk, a nice stroll. The sun is creating those, it, those, those hues of color. Almost like it's 256... Uh, colors like in windows er, early windows 3.1 like everything is a different shade it's like the sun can't create any more pixels any more colors it's just you're seeing everything all at once it's amazing and it's just you and your four-legged son and you're just cruising and you stop for a minute to take a breath and enjoy the beautiful sunrise and you look over and your fucking dog is rolling it was what was left of the carcass of a dead seal and now smells like it at 6 50 a.m in the morning i leave the house in 20 minutes and now i've got to fucking drag stinkatron back to the house cover him, him in bubbles and let me tell you this stunk so bad i had to throw the bar of soap away it was i mean i Mentally, still think I could smell it. So, but it's just like I'm just turning, and he's just like, nah, 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 yeah, and he's happy as hell, happy as hell. Now he's sleeping, but just rolling, and I'm just like, dude. Now I have to walk back to the house with you, with that stink, and of course he wants to lick my face, so he licks my face. <laughs> And now I have the stink on my face. And now I have the stink on my hands, the stink on my face, the stink on the leash, the stink on the dog. God damn it. Just don't 
don't roll in it. Just don't roll in it. But he did. He did. You know, great. Awesome. Just awesome. So I had that to deal with. But whatever. When you're a father, you'll you'll learn these things. On a, on a brighter side, I did get a chance to visit... Um, I haven't been to a fair in a long time, and I'm pretty sure nobody went to any fairs last year, unless you lived in Texas. Um, hmm. A little water for the throat. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was business as usual. It was nice to kind of see the overpriced and overrated food, except for Crescent City Kitchen. That's that's a great one. You guys are ever looking, if you guys see a food truck that says Crescent City Kitchen, that's Chef Cause. Chef Cause is the shit. Check him out. He's got a catering service. He's got an awesome food truck. He's got different food. He's good. He's good. So check him out. Chef Koz, K-O-Z. Dude's the man. You can also see him in uh, week 85 of my old uh, 100-week run YouTube episode. It was called um, Keg, K-E-G, Keg Crusaders, and he was in it. Told a little story and stuff, but nice guy. Super nice guy. Good crew. But uh, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't want to spend any money because obviously if you're going to go to a fair, you got to have cash. But I figured if I didn't bring any cash, I wouldn't buy any food. And then again, I succeeded until we hit an antique store on the way back from the fair. So we went back to the, we were there. Um, shout out to uh, my buddy Kamal Gosine, who's making a shit ton of money over at MB Tractor, by the way. Just some local stuff. Guy who saved my ass in car sales about 100,000 years ago. He hasn't aged a fucking bit. Jesus Christ. Those Trinidad people, man, I'm telling you. Um, excuse me, Trinidad slash Tobago. The at the antique store they had this blue popcorn and they had like the hardest licorice I have ever tried to rip teeth out with. Um, but it was good. It was pretty good, I have to admit. Well, whatever, it's licorice. Who gives a shit? So there was that, and there was some blue popcorn that was like five dollars. So we ate pretty much all that all that bag and had a stomachache later. But while we were there. While we were there, because we're looking at antiques, sometimes when you look at antiques, let's just say they're, um, well, there were some old antiques. This one was an antique, was a statue of a man. It was like a nutcracker, only instead of the nut, the like a nutcracker when you pull on the back, you pull the, the thing on the back and the mouth opens up and closes because, you know, it's a nutcracker. This one, the hand comes up and feeds the face. However, I must say, in today's society, I'm not sure that this uh, statue would uh, be accepted. This is still for sale. However, I am never, ever going to tell you where, what antique store I saw this at because I don't want the antique store to get canceled. But it is an antique. But it seems... Whew, I'm, I'm, my pores are opening up just to consider, to consider sweating how uncomfortable this is just to show. I mean, obviously, you guys, just by looking at it, this is what you'd not call proper, uh, a proper display in today's world. I mean, there are some features of the face that are a little bit exaggerated. Um, the complexion, unless you are from the Congo... Uh, might be a bit exaggerated. And um, the attire, I mean, it is a handsome red shirt with a nice white collar and the blue chief. But uh, a little clownish. So let's just say I didn't buy it. 
Yeah, I think I let that one slide. I didn't look at the price tag. I didn't because, well, that that's just another thing altogether. I mean, it it is for sale. Let's not even. I mean, this is uncomfortable to dis- debut to di- to display to you when I have the original American flag behind me, not the Confederate flag. The, the Confederate flag is for losers. If you the Confederate flag, you guys you guys lost. So you have one flag, but this was the first flag, okay? But it's a little awkward because back when this around the, when this flag was made, uh, th- you know the thing that was in front of you had some history behind it, and uh, yeah. So let's just you know let me just go ahead and close out of that. Just gotta go ahead and get rid of that. Yeah, that uh, yeah that is for sale. So if you happen to come upon it, I was at a house in uh, in Alton Bay, and there was one of these goddamn. There was two of them. And they let us know there was two of them as statues outside of the house, and I was told, "Oh, these were just freshly painted." Oh, really? You couldn't have made them a shade or two brighter. You had to make them charcoal. Okay. Well, it is your house. It is your property. You do you. I have to admit, though, if these were outside of my home that I just recently purchased, I I would probably feel more comfortable not having them on display i wouldn't even feel comfortable selling them because of what that could entail in some weird way i think i would probably just get rid of them or repaint them i mean i guess i don't know look all i know is when i showed this to people their jaw hit the floor so i yeah there is that is that was a weird moment We'll go ahead and we'll move on to some articles that I want to. Oh, by the way, you guys um, keep sending the articles. Keep sending the articles, the questions, concerns, all this stuff. It helps because every time you guys send me an article, uh, it's it's first of all, it's something for me to do. Number two, it's information that I can decipher and figure out and, and, and add to my arsenal of knowledge. And it can also help the population out better by learning new things learning new whatever if it's science if it's if it's medicine if it's political or it's cultural or it's economic i don't know whatever it is if it's just plain funny if it's movie stuff whatever it is it's important we need to be we need to be brushing up on as much information as we can or at least deciphering what is true information and what isn't so just keep sending me the articles it'll allow me to be a better thinker a better speaker, um, a better everything. Then this one, this week, before we go ahead and jump into uh, Q and A, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna talk about some uh, medicinal stuff, not marijuana. But um, if you guys haven't heard of something called Shroom Tech, Shroom Tech is a is a supplement by a company called Un. They make Alpha Brain. Um, is something I take. Shroom Tech is actually based on the Cordyceps mushroom. There's 400 different types of Cordyceps mushrooms. If you guys don't know what a cordyceps looks like, I'm going to show you something interesting. And cordyceps mushrooms are generally used for energy, supporting energy in the circulation of ATP, which if you combine shroom tech or cordyceps mushrooms with um, creatine, that allows for more sodium, more water, and more other and, and a better cycling system of the energy that's in your muscles. And cordyceps mushrooms help with that ATP process, that cycle of 
the more you have in this in your in your muscle, the better you can lift, the better you can train, the better you can run, the better you can everything. So these are all really important things. But the cordyceps mushroom, oddly enough, grows in the Himalayas. And like I said, there's 400 different types, and they all have different values. Um, the this I'm going to show you a cool picture though. This this mushroom is designed for energy. So you have these dried out caterpillars. These little stems on top are the cordyceps mushrooms. They grow out of the head of the caterpillar. And then they're extracted and broken down. And that it, that stuff is actually used to help with energy. Super cool, right? So you can literally chew on those for energy and other, any other medicinal benefits. Now the medicinal potential of cordyceps. And I think this is just regular... Uh, generic, you know, you can be used for this, this or that, the other thing, but it's coming out to be true. Now, obviously, the Chinese are willing to grind anything down and, you know, use it for whatever purposes. So you're going to have to separate the wheat from the chaff here, as they say, because sometimes the Chinese say things, and let's be honest, especially after the past couple of years, they're most likely full of shit. Um, the, but the truth behind the medicinal cordyceps uh, properties is becoming more and more valid every day. So things like, I don't know about virility and fertility, but virility might be possible. Liver and kidney function, respiratory problems, hyperlipidemia, weakness or fatigue. Weakness or fatigue, yes, it can absolutely help with that. It's designed for that because it's concentrated. Combating colds and flu and cough and phlegm, shortness of breath, bronchial discomfort, asthma, overall rejuvenation. So a brief description on what is a cordyceps. Legendary natural medicine found in parts of Asia's folklore claims it is neither plant nor animal, in which is far more than its weight in gold. All right. In this competition, cordyceps is a mushroom that grows out of the head of a mummified caterpillar, which is then collected by tribesmen in the remote Himalayas. It is then sold in markets around the world for as much as $75,000 per kilo. The remarkable mushroom first caught attention of researchers in the 1990s when they heard about the news about the performances of the Chinese women's track and field uh, at the Chinese National Games in 1993. However, they were probably also juiced up. Um, but we'll go ahead and leave that alone for now. The fact is it is used as an energy supplement. It has, uh, I believe it has controlled tests also to back that up according to the Onnit group, which is based out of Texas. So there is some validity to that. But this uh, rare botanical also have, has other properties that we'll go ahead and we'll get into. But this, I just wanted to show you that really cool picture of the caterpillar, you can, you can check it out uh, uh, if you just check out my YouTube Positive Sarcasm podcast. It just grows right out of the top of it. It's freaking awesome. This next one though is also well. This one looks like a piece of focaccia bread that I dropped underneath my sofa about three weeks ago, um, or it looks like it actually looks kind of like that. Uh, that if you ever seen that movie John Carpenter's The Thing, it looks like what it looks like that when it was crawling around. Uh, on the car, on the ground, uh, with the dude's head on top of it, that it's, it looks a little gra It Honestly, it does look like a piece of, looks like an egg frittata. Um, but it's got the same frilly cordyceps growing out of it, just like the caterpillar did. But this one has been broken down is now being used as an anti-cancer pot, anti-cancer potency. And I'll go in and I'll read the article to you. So by using a compound derived from Himalayan fungus, which is just all the cordyceps, 
Used for centuries in Chinese medicine as a jumping off point, scientists have developed a new chemotherapy drug with powerful anti-cancer effects. Doing so involved chemically altering the compound to better infiltrate cancerous cells, which proved to boost its potency by up to 40 times. The research carried out by University of Oxford, scientists in collaboration with the biopharmaceutical company Nucana, began with a compound called cordycepin. This naturally occurring nucleoside analog has been used to treat in inflammatory disease and cancer for hundreds of years, but runs into several barriers that severely limit its effectiveness when deployed to tackle tumors. This is largely because as cordycepin enters the bloodstream, it is rapidly broken down by an enzyme called ADA. What is left then needs to be carried into cancer cells by nucleoside transporter and then converted into an anti-cancer metabolite called 3-D-ATP. Remember I talked about ATP earlier? This is a lot of hoops for the humble naturally occurring cordycepin to jump through and means only meager amounts wind up making into the tumor. Nucana looked to harness the anti-cancer potential of cordycepin and better equip it to navigate these considerable roadblocks, though what it, what it calls protide technology. This is designed specifically to address the shortcomings of nucleoside analogs. It works by attaching small chemical groups to the compound that make it more resistant to breakdown in the, in the bloodstream and also enables them to answer cancer cells without the help of the nucleoside transporters. The upshot is far greater levels of anti-cancer metabolites are generated and activated inside tumor cells. This enhanced... Now, I have the actual um, nucleoside, like, actual article that was written, the science, but it's just too much to read. Like, there's nothing... I can't decipher anything in that goddamn article, in that, in that piece of that study. So this breaks down a little better. The enhanced form of cordycepin is dubbed NUC7738, and the novel chemotherapy drug was assessed through in vitro studies, demonstrating that it overcomes the resistance and mechanisms that inhibits its parent compound. Tumor samples obtained from ongoing phase one clinical trials were then used to probe its effectiveness in humans, with then experiments validating the earlier findings. Altogether, the author concludes NU7738 to have as much as 40 times the potency of naturally occurring cordycepin and has limited toxic side effects. The scientists are now continuing to assess its performance in the phase one clinical trial on patients with advanced solid tumors and are now planning to follow up the phase two trials to evaluate, further evaluate its clinical potential. Research was published by the Clinical Cancer Research Source, University of Oxford. So, super cool. Because one of those things, we can cure our shit all day long, but when it comes to cancer... God damn it, man. Cancer's a rough one. And there's so many different types. And the as far as like whether or not you have a benign tumor, benign polyps, or malignant tumors and malignant polyps that are much harder to remove and sometimes terminal because you just can't get rid of them or they'll cause physical damage. It, I mean, it's amazing to possibly see something like this mushroom, which was just basically ripped out of the soil much like ivermectin, but we won't go into that now, will we? Um, it's amazing that it was it was there all along, and they basically just took it, synthesized it, or made it more of an extract to the point where it gets into your bloodstream properly or it can be injected into the site, and then, boom, it could maybe, I don't know, kill the tumor before it becomes, before it, the, the, the cells inside the tumor enter your bloodstream, and then that's pretty much all she wrote. So... The great thing about this is, I mean, a good example is uh, of this clinical or this science, these experimental drugs or experimental supplementations. Uh, Brian Bishop from the Adam Carolla show 
had a malignant tumor, I believe, on, and still does, on his nerve stem. And you can't operate on that because, I mean, the risks of things. It's your nerve stem. It's everything. You nick that thing and it's fucking over. You're you're done. You paralyzed, brain damage. Who knows? But on his brain stem, it was causing like memory issues, memory loss, uh, disorientation, vertigo, or you know, just headaches, lack of sleep. Just I mean, whatever. You name it. But he tried an experimental drug. He's been on that experimental drug for a long time. And not only did it stop the growth of the tumor, it actually, in, in many ways, shrunk it. So he's now uh, happily married, and uh, he's, he's a father, and that's great news for, the, for, for, for him. But I'm wondering if something like this would be beneficial to, uh, to as they know him as Bald Brian, because, I mean, 40%, 40 times more powerful and can infiltrate the cancer cells better I wonder if it would kill his tumor altogether. I don't know. Because you don't want that tumor to enter the bloodstream because you're, you're dead after that. So uh, shout out to uh, shout out for, for, for sending me that article. I really appreciate it. Keep them coming so we can uh, establish more things. Uh, but yeah, that's it does. It looks a lot like. Yeah, it's amazing how they look so similar. They just grow. It's all from the Himalayas. Super cool. Really sad that most of it's under Chinese control. Maybe we should go to war with him. Um, what's, anyways, moving on. M -m moving on. Let's go ahead and uh, finish up with some Q&A. And we'll close up shop for this weekend. There we go. Let's get up here. By the way, once again, if you want to support the podcast, it's really important. All you need is a dollar. Dollar goes to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Was I wrong to ask all the women in my family to leave my wedding after they showed up wearing white dresses? I have a large step family, mostly aunts and uncles. Aunts and female cousins aside from mom, stepmom, stepsister, and step and grandmother. Excuse me. All those women I mentioned above are into teasing and joking. They formed a unit, which I admit is kind of toxic, toxic, and they tease and roast every new woman that enters the family by marriage by setting up tests to see if they deserve to be part of the family or roast their looks and styles to the point of breaking confidence and self-esteem down. And then after a few months of teasing, they'd announce that they've finally welcomed them into the family. The newest member would join in on the teasing too, which is crazy as my dad says. When I first introduced my then girlfriend, now wife, I made it clear that I didn't want any of the women in the unit to come at her or harass her. Not a single, not even a single word. They went behind my Mac back and roasted her looks and my job and her job. And I discovered they've been doing it on Facebook. What a bunch of doinks. My wedding was two weeks ago. There was talk about the women in the family wanting to pull a prank on my wife by wearing white and called it the ultimate test to see how my wife would react. I, my, brother, my brother warned me, so I announced that if any one of them showed up in a white, uh, I would have them kicked out, including mom. They said it, this wasn't true and they'd never do such a thing. But they showed up to my wedding one after one, one by one, wearing white dresses, and each and every one of them was told to leave after they tried giving excuses by either making scenes or getting the men involved. My wife was hurt beyond measure, but the women in the family were pissed. My cousin blasted me on social media later, saying I excluded all the women from the wedding from the, from the the wedding because my wife was so insecure she couldn't handle another woman's presence at her wedding. 
I had an argument with them and mom berated me saying it was supposed to be a prank. But I said they were taking it too far. Mom said that I had... Jesus, this is long. Mom said I had took it too far by kicking them out because they were trying to get the reaction from my wife. Uh, so to see if it was one of those bridezillas and we're going to change soon as the prank was over. But I ruined my own and entire wedding by reacting so aggressively. I stopped talking after she said I had to bring my wife and apologize. I haven't seen a lot, the lot of them in two weeks and they've excluded me from everything. Was I the asshole for how I handled this? Well, look. They apparently like to get into trouble. It's your wedding. I've said this time and time again. The wedding is always all about the bride and the groom. Period. It's all about them. You take care of them. You congratulate them. You cater to them. You do everything for them. Instead, these tricksters that constantly are just pulling these stupidest pranks and borderline harassing your wife, who I don't know if she did anything wrong. I'm going to say she didn't. And uh, I know, forget about the tradition of not showing up and of showing up in white. Look, they were told not to do something. They did it anyways as a prank to be obviously to get on your nerves. They succeeded. Who's in the wrong? They are. They're acting like petulant children. And they got what was coming to them. They were told not to do something for the sake of the wedding. And this person apparently is this wife is very nice. Yeah. It's it's on them 100% for, for the shit that they pulled. I don't see any other way around it. I mean, it's already a hard enough day, a commitment to one another, and you've got to deal with this bullshit? No, I'm not buying it. This The sisters were in the wrong. Move on to the next one. Should I tell my students it's insufficiently respectful to sign off their emails to me with, quote, best? As part-time prof university professor, I have of late been receiving emails from students who use the closing salutations best and best regards. A bit of research reveals that the, what many websites do recommend use of these terms by students. Personally, I find these closings to be far too personal. They actually rankle me. R-A-N-K-L-E. They rankle me. One way to find alternatives to such terms is to examine advice on writing to judges. After all, we as professors are in effect judging students' mastery of subject and assigning them a grade. You never sign a letter or an email to the judge using best or best regards or even regards. One would use respectfully or similar terms. I find respectfully or respectfully yours far preferable to best, all the best, or some such when writing to a professor. Moreover, a simple thank you at the end of the email. First of all, all right, we're going to stop you right there. What do you think? Uh, you're a university professor. You're a college professor. Oh, you're a part-time university professor. Why don't you teach these fucking kids something important? Honestly, I get proper grammar and sound, but this is just no. Just move on. Find some. You, these kids are paying how much a year to go to college and do all this stuff, and you're gonna teach them what? Who gives a shit? Just fucking teach. Make friends with the students. Make them actually appreciate going to college. There's so much wrong with college right now, and this seems to be one of those things. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the issue is with best and, and best regards. I, whatever, but if it rankles you, so what? No wonder you're part time. Jesus Christ, just get over it. Yeah, just just get over it. I, I'm not gonna waste my. There's so many other things that I would consider a problem in college. 
This doesn't rank in any of them. Not even close. Move on to the next one. Is it legal for a business owner to distribute an annual bonuses via a poker game? Is it legal for my husband's boss to have his employees play poker to determine their bonuses? The backstory begins last winter when a declaration was made by the owner of the company, Michael, the San that, San that Christmas poker will be played in the office. So Michael walks in, in like Santa Claus, with thousands of dollars worth of quarters in his jolly sack. And the hunger game of bonuses ensues. Coworker was pitted against coworker, and they duked it out for coins. That's what poker is. My husband is apparently decent at poker and came home with about a thousand bucks. Yes, and quarters. Still a thousand bucks. And a few video games that he will never play. Well, you sell them and you got twelve hundred. Most were others weren't so lucky, and the bottom people were given about two hundred dollars in consolidation prizes, though they had worked there much longer than my husband. So, I suppose it feels different this year because last year he wasn't he was new and didn't even know if he had worked there long enough to merit any sort of bonus. This year he did some critical work for the company and he was told he would get a big raise and a bonus a few months ago. Then he was told the finances were tight for the company, so not to plan on any pay increases until next year. Now we find out that Michael used company money he could have used to compensate my husband on an extremely expensive poker prize for this year, a used Hummer. So used Hummer is about 20 grand. Does he have ground to stand on legally for this experience? And if for, from this experience, and if it isn't, what do you do? File a report with the Better Business Bureau? Well, I don't know if this is legal or not. Quite frankly, however you get cash to me is fine. I don't care. Um, I'm not a stickler when it comes to that. I do think that your boss does enjoy uh, Hunger Games-like festivities. And uh, a little competition is good, even in the office. So, I mean, I, I would say that the poker game thing, it could be a little more dragged down. It could be a little more watered down so that the bonuses that go out are a little more meaningful. Although, you know, you're getting a couple hundred bucks for a bonus every year. It's not terrible. Um, but... I think a used Hummer, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. I think that used Hummer money could, uh, unless there was something else that you don't know about, maybe they would just got it off as, got it as like a tax write-off or something like that. Other than that, just going up and buying a used Hummer and saying, hey, we're going to give this out at the Christmas party or for the poker game, that's not good. But I think there's more to this, but I still think that... Um, I mean, Christmas bonuses are awesome. I think this could have been handled a little bit better. Let's move on to the next one. Should I tell my friend I won't be attending her woman-only baby wedding shower because it's sexist? I've been invited to a woman-only baby shower and I'm conflicted about going. I was marginally okay with the women-only bridal shower as my friend said it was women-only because her husband-to-be was stationed abroad and said she'd be sad to have her male friends there but not her husband-to-be. Now that she's pregnant and her husband is stationed in town, she seems she's having a women's only baby shower. Same as the bridal shower. She'd always seemed progressive, so I've been surprised at the binary gender division and the exclusions, and I'm tempted to RSVP saying no. I want to support my friend, but I don't want to support the gender essentialist nonsense. Nonsense. What? Do I just send my regrets or do I tell her I'm not attending? You know what? 
even I think you should attend, but you don't seem fun enough to hang out with anyways. So why don't you just not go? First of all, if it's a I mean a chicks night, you know, girls night, guys night, uh, uh, whether and it's not a Jack and Jill, it's it's a women's only baby. Who cares? You have bachelorette parties and you have bachelor parties. Um, they don't have to be anything crazy, but it's just a moment with the guys or a moment with the girls. And if this bridal shower is just going to be uh, women only, so what? Who cares? The dynamic works. It's perfectly fine. There's no issue with it. You need to stop with this binary gender division and this gender essentialist nonsense. It's a fucking bridal shower, a baby shower. Just go be uh in attendance but if you're if it just rankles you like that last professor maybe you should just not show up altogether because you're just an annoying person move on to the next one how can i get my husband and his adult daughters to stop using affectionate nicknames with one another my husband and i have been happily married for 10 years this is my a second message for both a second marriage for both of us we don't have children together but my husband has a grown daughters in their 50s. 50s. From, previous, from a previous marriage. Generally, we have good relationships with each other. My problem is my husband still calls and refers to his daughters by their childhood nicknames, Peanut and Poopsie. They reciprocate by calling him, calling him uh, by silly names instead of dad or father. Seeing this adult um, women, seeing these adult women Reverting to childhood drives me up the wall. They talk and act like little girls and use baby talk with each other too. I have shared with my husband more than once this, this innocent nickname game keeps his daughter stuck in old childhood patterns. While suggesting his other family members out of the conversation, how would you suggest I handle this? Well, okay. I mean, there are multiple tactics you could try here, but at the end of the day, these, these women are 50 and they're acting like children, which really leads me to believe that the, the husband has a ton of money and always spoiled his little girls to the point where they never had to grow up. And be, thanks to him, they may never they may never grow up. So, I mean, that could be all she wrote, but I don't know if you can approach them and make them change. They're in their 50s, for God's sakes, and they're acting like 8-year-olds. I'm not sure there's much you can do about that at all. But, hey, you're married to him, so you're going to have to deal with it. Move on to the next one. This is, oh, this is the last one. How can I stop zoning out whenever I'm not interested in what people are telling me? I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, it's been brought to my attention that I may not be the best listener. I zoned out a lot when people talk to me about topics I don't find immediately interesting. It's really a subconscious thing. Then, it, uh, then if they'd ask me a question about it, I dumbfounded because I don't know what they were talking about. How can I become a little better listener? Well, active listening, getting involved, eye contact, standing up uh, straight, proper posture, better nutrition and health and stuff. These things will allow you to stay into conversations much longer, faster, and in actually engage in the conversation as well. Problem is, if the conversation's boring and pointless, then it's boring and pointless, and there's no reason to really be there. There are times to be bored, but it's not really bored. It's more to be like relaxed. But if you're bored, you're just bored. It doesn't interest you. It could be genetic. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it is that boring to listen to, and um, well, I mean, then again, it is work. But I don't know. Wait, is it? My attention that I'd be the business and so on. Well, people talking to me. 
Compconscious thing. Oh. Hmm. I think, uh, well, whether it is work-related or not, it's just personal. Whatever. You you just don't find things that interesting. My suggestion is to find things that, inter that are interesting. Um... Wait, how can I, and what was the question? How can I stop zoning out whenever people are not interested in what people are telling me? Hmm. I think you need to become more self-sufficient so you don't rely on these people for anything. So I would just focus on that almighty dollar and then just let's just see what happens after that because it seems like there's a lot of other factors that are in the way as well. And um, obviously start with your diet, check your health daily, and don't rely on anybody else to pay for your groceries your home, anything. You'll be able to do, you'll be able to be able to be a better parent to your dog. So, uh, we're at 43 minutes. I just um, I'm actually gonna close up shop early today. Uh, I wanted to get this out later, but or earlier, but I had uh, I had some other things come up. So, um, you can uh, find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com/slash/pos_sarcasm. TikTok at positive sarcasm. Also, I dropped a uh, new music reaction over on my reaction channel, Positive Sarcasm Reactions. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. It's super easy to do. Um, just I got to get back on track and making more of those uh, a week so that uh, I keep my fans happy. And Because um, I, I think in this situation, we're not just doing whatever's out there and trying to react to it, but actually enjoying the song as it's being played. I think that's one really good way to go. Uh, as far as social media, you got those. YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, Email me, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, whatever, whatever it is you think it is. Um, so there you have that. And let's see, heading into the winter time, no real comment on that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, move on with some other things. I, I'd like to thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can find this YouTube anywhere where podcasts are downloadable Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict. Apple Connects, uh, Stitcher, iHeart, you know, all that stuff. Check them all out. They're all good. Um, in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and supporting positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. And we'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Sandbox. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
for real. 